Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm of course your host and resident silly boy Thor, joined today as always by my friend and co-host. I knew he was trouble when he walked in. It's Micah. What is what is that? It's a Taylor Swift. Taylor song. Swift. Oh, I knew you oh, were trouble. Th- yeah, okay, all Dang. right. I can't get away Dang from bad. her. Thor. She is everywhere. Is she, she everywhere, is everywhere? Like for you guys? Yeah, yeah of course. I don't, like my wife for the whole world. She's man. not at my house though. She just did a tour, and in one year, made like the tour made like a billion dollars. Yeah. She made she made the Chiefs like three hundred and thirty one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't, but I can't get away from her. So my wife is a t- uh, a Swifty. So she's all about Taylor Swift. She's listening to Taylor Swift. We're in the car together. My wife is running the radio. She's got her phone plugged in, is streaming Taylor Swift. We get to our destination, turn the car off, but so the battery's still running. Mm-hmm. Bluetooth disconnects. Taylor Swift is on the fucking radio. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I just can't get away from Taylor well, Swift. Well, and Mike, I opened with that song because this is the day before Valentine's Day. Yeah. And so I have a very romantic story I wanted to chat about a bit. Oh, okay. I love have you romance. Heard Taylor Swift is apparently pretty upset because there are a bunch of deep fake photos of her naked going around. It's almost like <laughs> she's it's almost like she's pretty and famous. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And the crazy thing about this though is that this was like a huge news story. Mm-hmm. For for whatever reason the last week. Yeah. So a little peek behind the curtain we're recording a couple weeks before this will come out. But yeah, that's been like in the news the last week is like Taylor Swift and her fans are outraged that there are uh, fake lewd images of her. And I'm like, yeah, that's been happening forever. Yeah. I hate to tell you this, Taylor, but those have been around for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and people have been deep, deep faking yeah, nudes of celebrity like, women for a like, long time. If you are even mildly famous and a woman, like not even famous, but if if you've been in. Any show, TV show or movie. Yeah, if you were in episode a, three of The League and happened to be attractive, there's a picture of there you. Is there is a creep who took a took your face and put it on and photoshopped it onto a naked woman. Or like created a fake nipple slip somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And and to everybody else who's turning this into a big story. It's been happening for a while. <laughs> for every other stuff. I mean, so, it's not dude, a good thing. I, I agree. But, yeah, it's but not. It's, but it, it's been happening for a long time. I don't time. know. So when I was probably like, I mean, since the early 2000s, I remember when I was probably 13 years old. Zach, I know you remember. I don't know, Mike, about you. The Hardy Boys had a female like partner with them. Lita. 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 Mm-hmm. So do you remember back when WWE... When it was still WWF, they used to do like the Divas magazine. It was kind of like the yearly Sports Illustrated Mm -hmm. swimsuit Mm -hmm. edition. So on one of those, Lita was like the cover of it. And there's this picture of her. She's like up against the wall and she's wearing like baggy Jinko jeans and like just just a bikini top. Sure. And I had on my wall in my room a picture, that picture, but... She wasn't wearing a bikini top. It was just her boobs. And and I didn't realize because I was a kid and I didn't realize the technology existed. I thought it was a real picture. I used to, in oh. my brain I was like, "Oh, they do a regular picture and then they <laughs> and then do they repose. then they do a naked picture too." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know how you like I, I don't know what, like, in my brain, I thought it was real. <laughs> I don't I know 100% how the hair falls the same way. And, and it was also printed out over the course of an hour on an inkjet printer. <laughs> like, this was, a long this, time this was legitimately this. printed on my wall. Oh, wow. That was my girlfriend for years. <laughs> this, I, this deep fake of Lita's boobs. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was real. That's, I get that. I had one of those of uh, when I was like 13, I I found a picture of, of Amy Jo Johnson, the original Pink Ranger, and I was like, oh, my God, she posed nude? Sure. And, and I was enthralled by this, as a teen with hormones is. And, uh, yeah, also fake. Yeah, Ooh. you remember when you find out that technology exists and you feel kind of fooled and scammed? Ain't right, damn it. It just ain't, it just ain't right. I don't know. It's 
What do you think? Does that do anything for you? Does a concept of a deep fake do anything for you? No. Me either. No. Yeah. No. So wait, did you have a picture of the Pink Ranger on your wall in your room? I wasn't Thor. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't spend six hours in an entire ink cartridge to Probably print out. $50. They just smashed no. it on. I was a reasonable teenager who had a hidden folder on his la- on his computer. And, you know. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I, honestly, it does nothing for me. And And when I realized that it wasn't real, I felt bad about it because my thought was, if someone wants to pose nude, then it's cool for me to have this. But if this is fake, mm-hmm. I feel bad that this even exists. Yeah, it's and a I feel story. bad that I had it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm for me. I, I, I don't know. Like. How do I put this? It's not the real thing. So it doesn't do anything for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's where I'm at with it. I feel the same way I I feel about it is like when you see like cartoons of like the family guy, (laughs) the family guy uh, characters having sex. And it's like it's like a cartoon. It's not real. It's like what's. Yeah. Not a hentai guy, huh? No. Or like the Lions going to the Super Bowl. Like, you know, it's not going to happen. Oh, (laughs) damn. You know it's not real. I can't laugh about that because the Ravens also lost in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, but they've been there. Yeah, we've won two Super Bowls. That's true. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> so Lions that- are like the <laughs> oldest football team in America and have never been to the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure. Hey, hey, even the Eagles won one. Hey now, the Bills. Oh, is it the Bills? Well, I don't know if they're, but I mean, the Bills have never won a Super Bowl, and they've been, and <laughs> they're always a bridesmaid, never yeah. a bride, and they've been there like. Three or four times. Yeah, I don't times. think the Lions have ever even been there. No, yeah, I don't I, think so. I guess my argument is, I think I would rather be, I would rather be a Lions player and just never make it there than like being in the the team that has been there like four yeah. times and never won. I, imagine being quarterback Jim Kelly, who took them to the Super Bowl twice, twice. and lost both times. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wish I had more football stats to go with that, but. That's I, all we got, folks, because we're yeah. not yeah, really most sports of my, ballers. Most of my football knowledge comes from NFL Blitz. So according to me, <laughs> very accurate. So according to me, John Elway and the Denver Broncos are the best team in football. Is that not true anymore? For a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, Has, for like two have seasons. Have changed? Like two seasons. Well, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, because, you know. Isn't Taylor Swift banging John Elway or something? Uh, I don't know. That'd sure. Be, that, would be, that would be news. <laughs> Old ass John Elway. That'd be real news, folks. <laughs> Yeah, get with a real man, Taylor. Get with John Elway. Seventy year old John Elway. If you want my respect, that's how you get it. Yeah. I, I think he's the general manager of them now. Yeah. Of the Broncos, not uh, not of Taylor Swift. <laughs> I yeah, I quit I retired from football when Peyton Manning retired from football. Oh yeah? Yeah. I just liked Peyton Manning. Yeah. I mean you were an you're an India Indiana kid. Yeah. That mouth-breathing blockhead. Yeah. No, no, that's Eli Manning. That's true, yeah. But, <laughs> but sadly... Oh, wait, no, they both won two Super Bowls, didn't they? Because uh, Eli won two with the Giants. Eli won two. And then Manning won one with the Colts and one with the Broncos. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, his last season was with the Broncos. Yeah. And they won the Super Bowl. None of it was thanks to Manning. <laughs> like, Manning was very minimal in that game. But... I think that Manning won too. You know, it's funny because myself included, so many people consider, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the yeah quarterback for the Colts, uh, two Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah, don't don't question my Peyton Manning knowledge. <laughs> but so many people, including myself, consider Eli to be the lesser Manning. Right, he really wasn't. But he's got just as many Super Bowls, and he beat Tom Brady both times. Yeah. He kept Tom Brady's record lower. Yeah. <laughs> the man who has more Super Bowl rings than any other football than any team. any franchise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, so and we, we'll get off sports chat soon, I promise. So I heard a stat once that when Tom Brady was playing, because he's retired now, yeah? Yeah, for now. <laughs> um, when he was playing, he had, so in NBA, like the best three-point shooter of all time i think mm. it's steph curry okay and i would argue that but well I, I don't know i'm just saying like statistic <laughs> statistically whoever it was yeah. reggie I, miller I, I reggie miller's the curry. answer yeah okay sure i'm just an indiana boy whichever one is an indiana boy yep 
I believe it's actually in Steph Curry. In <laughs> but, but he had a better chance of going to the Super Bowl than the NBA player, the best three-point shooter of NBA history had of making a three-point shot. That's that's I don't that's not wait 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 wait, wait. I don't I don't Hold know on. if this stat is correct. Are you saying that? Tom Brady had a better chance of going to the Super Bowl than the best three-point shooter in the NBA had of making sinking a three-point three shot. Yeah, that doesn't math. So here is Maybe where it's the same percentage. Here's the reason that Tom Brady had a better chance. Well, per, okay. he's Tom Brady. Well, percent percentage-wise, what? Well, yeah, is what Just I mean. Just the percentage like, Percentage-wise, like yeah, but he's Tom Brady. That's why he had a better likely. chance. It, Tom terrific. That, that's just how good Tom Brady was. He was. I know, and that that's what I'm saying. That's insane. Because making a three-point shot is hard, but you or I could make a three-point shot. We could never, ever go to the Super Bowl. Oh, so you're, in a you're making years. an argument Challenge on, accepted. on how good Tom Brady was. Yeah. Oh, okay. exactly. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's is like, pretty wild. It, it's kind nuts. of insane, just statistically, the amount of times he went. I'm not even a football guy. Sure. So, so like you're said, saying it's like, insane to me that he went and John Elway wasn't there. Is <laughs> yeah. So, so you're saying when Reggie Miller, how shoots could a he three, beat Deion Sanders that many times? <laughs> All my football knowledge is from the late '90s. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying when Reggie Miller shoots a three, he's got like a 50 percent chance of sinking that three. And Tom Brady, just by being in the NFL, has a 50% chance of winning of the Super Bowl. Higher than 50%. Higher than 50%. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure all those numbers and names are correct. Yeah. I could see it. So happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> if it, if uh, it's not Reggie Miller, then it's John Stockton. I, Taylor Swift, I will yeah. celebrate by definitely not, Wink, looking at your deep fake images. Let's start the of show. Her and John Elway. <laughs> Dude, somebody please make that. All right, let's talk about Spider-Man, the Green Goblin. Last Stand. Last Stand. How is that a segue? Oh, wait. Yeah, hold on. No, we're not going to go. Hey, folks, we have a guest with us today. It's Zach oh, McCrary hi. from the comics that we love. We've only been talking for 20 minutes. <laughs> Zach, what are we here to discuss today? Today we are doing the... First, you guys released before me, right? I Today don't know. we are yeah. doing the first of two parts of Spider Week between Get Wrecked and the comics that we love. My show, we are going to uh, on my show. We talked about a comic called Spider Man Blue that also happens to take place on Valentine's Day by accident. You'll hear more about that on my episode. Mm -hmm. But here today. We will be talking about a fan film that I found online. A fan film made in 1992 for $400 was the total they spent on this film uh, called the, the Green Goblin's Last Stand. And it is. We'll get into it. It is. We'll put it put it that way. It's on, on YouTube for free. For free. Go. Yeah. And there's a there's a, a documentary about it that is longer than it. Yeah, because the movie's only like fifty-two minutes long, yeah. something like that. Okay, let's let's talk about the Goblin Strikes Back. <laughs> These two cannot say the right. It's been hilarious. <laughs> the Green Goblin, the Return of the Green Goblin. Yeah. No, no, the Green Goblin's Last Stand. All right, let's get into the Green Goblin's <laughs> Last Stand. <laughs> I'm leaving it all in. The Last Goblin. The Last Goblin. <laughs> Hey, folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. All right, this is my show now, so I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and tell you guys about The Green Goblin's Last Stand. Again, like I said, created in 1992. Produced, written, directed by, and starring a man named Daniel Poole. Also, funny thing, two times now I have brought you guys something that was accidentally close to where we are from. This whole thing was done in Baltimore. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The last time it was in Harrisburg. Now it's 45 minutes the other direction. The other way. Yeah. Watching this, I didn't think that it felt like New York City. Yeah, no. Okay. Dude, the Northeast, We, me and Mike and I have discussed this. If you're not one of the original 13 colony states, you're a bullshit state. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> so this guy, Daniel Poole, was a huge fan of Spider-Man, and he found out that a Spider-Man film was in the works. And, like, we're talking, like, late 80s. Like, I think Stanley just mentioned somewhere that they were trying to make a Spider-Man film. And this dude got super excited about it. He was, he's a diehard. He had his mom create him a, like, perfect to the T Spider-Man Halloween costume, which he uses for the movie. And he decides that he's going to make it his life goal to get into that movie. Like, that is his plan. I want to be in the Spider-Man film. I think he wanted to be Spider-Man, but, like, would have settled for Stuntman in the Spider-Man movie. Okay. And so he gets a bunch of friends together, and just through the sheer force of will, they start making, like, little Spider-Man short films. And, like, they did one where he fights Bullseye. And the the Bullseye costume is, again, comic book accurate. Hmm. It's, It's pretty legit. Um... And uh, they get to a point where now James Cameron has been linked to this movie that's being in production. Yeah, before Sam Raimi, like, James Cameron was actually going to do it. And so this dude is like, oh, my God. Like, how am I going to get James Cameron's attention? Oh, so James Cameron was linked to the Spider-Man film that would be. Yeah, not this one. Yeah, when you said that, I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, Michael, what happened is this guy is a dirtbag from Baltimore who was like, (laughs) who was like (laughs) sending tapes to to James Cameron of him doing (laughs) like pole vaults in a spider-man costume (laughs) well yeah ultimately because like he and his friends like he had friends in the theater scene of baltimore and like he was into the idea of like doing stunt work and he's got this costume and he's and he wants to be in this he wants to be involved and he's like what's how can i get james cameron's attention well james cameron as a director is a guy who is constantly innovating and finding ways to make things work and and you know diy kind of you know like doing that kind of thing he's like so the way that you impress him and the way you get his attention is to make a Spider-Man film. And so originally he wanted to do a 10 minute long just action reel of him f- as Spider-Man fighting various villains. He started even making his friend ma- like build him a like a Venom suit oh, so he could fight Venom, fight Doc Ock. And he was just going to be like 10 minutes and nothing but fighting. And then he read The Goblin's Last Stand and the death of Gwen Stacy. And suddenly and he was like oh no, we should make a film and focus on like this, this important moment in Spider-Man history and, and that will get his attention. And that's why we have uh, the Green Goblin's last stand. Huh? This was him. If you stick around to the very end of the credits, there's like a paragraph where he's, where it's just him kind of jerking himself off and being like, Dan Poole really loves Spider-Man and is dedicated to the accuracy (laughs) of Spider-Man. Would you like to read word for word? I took a picture. Yes! I took a picture (laughs) Yeah, do it. Yeah, let's hear it. Oh, boy. Okay, so, oh man, I can't wait to get into this. I did not read this. So, I watched all the credits because I was so fascinated by... A little bit of a spoiler alert. I didn't particularly enjoy this, but I thought it was a very interesting thing. Okay. So I watched the credits till the very end. And because I was curious, like, how many people worked on this? Sure. Because the same names keep coming up. So this is the very end of it. The last credit. This video is in no way intended for sale or vast distribution. It exists as a small fraction of what could be achieved if given the opportunity and the proper resources and Dan Poole's undying dedication to see all Marvel Comics characters portrayed correctly in all forms of productions. Boy, was he about to get disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I bet he fucking cried when he saw the organic web shooters in the movie. Yeah, because it's before all of the it's before Marvel Studios exists. Yeah. So like all the bad Marvel movies had to come out. Yeah, the bad ones. And like even the good ones weren't accurate to the characters. Usually. Yeah. 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 
But yeah, so yeah, James Cameron never saw this movie, but it, it, be, <laughs> it did like grow a cult following in like the 90s into the early 2000s at like conventions and stuff like that, because it's better than it has any right to be. I'm not saying it's great, but it's better than it has any right to be. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of is and spoiler alert, folks, <laughs> we're going to talk a lot about what happens yeah, in case movie. you want. To go into this unspoiled, this YouTube video from the 90s. Yeah. Like, go ahead and pause Spoiler right now. Alert. Yeah. 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 We're going to spoil it, guys. Yeah, no. You know what struck me, or this reminded me of? What? Is like a sci- sci-fi movie or a sci-fi show. On, oh, on Sci-Fi Channel, Whereas yeah. Also, oftentimes, the movies and shows on Sci-Fi were... I guess, like, production-wise, mechanically, they had a lot of flaws. They had very uh, green and kind of, like, poor acting. They didn't have huge budgets, so they had really bad, like, CGI and uh, special effects. But oftentimes, they told these really interesting, unique stories. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what this strikes me as, whereas it's, like, such a... You can tell there's so much heart and love put into this. Yeah, and you kind of have to disconnect yourself a little bit from the production quality because you can tell it's, you said a $400 budget. They, yeah, they spent $400. After watching the movie. And a whole movie, lot of Baltimore Aquarium free tickets. Yeah, after watching <laughs> the movie, it feels, that feels like a lot. That number feels high. <laughs> like, But you have to kind of set that aside because you can feel just watching it, you just feel the intention and love behind this mm-hmm. thing. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. Okay. It's it's silly. It's I don't think it's a great watch. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when it was made, you didn't have the fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know what I mean? It was made Sure. Yeah, like yeah. it was like two VCRs, and you know, and and a lot of the effects of the movie were on the camcorder that the guy had. Yeah, like all of the effects that they used were from the camcorder. Yeah, you can tell this thing was filmed with one of those old school camcorders yep. you'd wear on your shoulder. Yep, it was one of those. Yeah, so I'm trying to put myself in in the in the times and see what technology is actually like when this is made. So this is early '90s, early '90s. So one of the things that they did. Sorry, like this is really no, yeah. one of the things that they did. Like when at the end, when Spidey is climbing up the side of a building, uh-huh. was that uh, the camera had the ability to create a split screen. So they like took a still image of the side of a building, and then the cameraman laid down on his side, and just and the guy just crawled on all fours across a brick wall like adam west style yeah and then it looked like he was going up the side that's what i thought that they had a there was a ladder on the side of the building and they just angled it so you couldn't see the ladder that guy was moving though but he did do dangerous things and then i thought they sped it up oh okay because like that scene where he swings around the building yeah that's real literally just holding on to a rope that they made look like webbing and swinging himself from a fire escape around a building yeah that's a bit intense yeah <laughs> they, that's awesome. a bit intense because the dude was like i'm gonna do whatever i have to to get these shots <laughs> and it, and he only put himself in that much harm's way he put other people in harm's way in other ways but only he did the spider-man stunts yeah how did he put other people in harm's way uh well, like shooting this? roman candles at them and oh, things okay, like that, that yeah and, like Sure, that makes sense. And, like, there were other scenes that you, someone could get hurt, not die. Yeah. Like, he would have. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do anything for this film. I'll die in the middle of Baltimore, dressed up as Spider-Man. <laughs> That'll show James Cameron. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine you're walking down the street? You're, yeah, you're Spider-Man. Dead Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> dead Spider-Man. Dead Spider-Man. Like in a back alley, he just flop he's right in front of you. How confused! Because you probably see the fucking rope swinging in the wind. Like you've got to think that's a hit job or something. And then, it's so ludicrous. Okay, and then also imagine you're his parents. You get a call, and they're like, "We need you to come identify this." But uh, we found a person. We think he committed suicide and jumped off a building. We need you to come confirm his identity he's by dressed, looking at the body. He's dressed up like Spider Man. <laughs> and they say, and they say, uh, and strangely enough, he's dressed up like Spider Man. It's just like, yeah, that's 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 I, him. That's him. I'll be down shortly. Yeah. Oh my! 
Uh, this was this was something, man. Um, the production value of this is not good. No, like, but again, it's, it's a 1992 fan-made film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I'm just thinking, 1992. Think about for those of us who are old enough to remember 1992. Think about home videos of that time period mm-hmm. and how it have the like giant freaking numbers giving you the date in the bottom corner yeah. of the like that's the quality of this. There's something endearing about the nostalgia factor of that. But this to me it, here's here's what I thought when when I was watching this. Um a while back Thor you mentioned cuz between Zach and I we've gotten you to read some more comic books. And you've kind of come to the conclusion like, oh, I get why these comic book fans are getting so excited over these movies. Like, I'm seeing why they're getting so excited about it. Yeah. This movie almost does the opposite for me. And this movie shows me... Let me explain. This movie looks like I am watching something that everybody who isn't into nerdy comic book shit... This is what they see all the time. Makes sense, yeah. Right? Like, because I'm watching this, and I'm like, it is kind of comically accurate, but it's not good. Like, the the Green Goblin in it is pretty, it felt really accurate. Yes, it did. It did. But at the same time, I'm like, this does not work on film. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so so I I can understand now people, because those type of people that are like sports ball people, um, that are just all about not, I don't know, things that aren't comic books like cars. Uh, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish you could see the face that he made when he said that. Like, like when they're looking at comics and they're just like, I don't get any of this. I look at that and I'm like, how do you not understand the depth of everything that's happening in this comic book or in this movie? Like, but now I get it because I look at it and I'm like, who boy, it is so cheesy. It almost feels like parody. I, yeah, so, okay. Can we talk about the glider? I would like to talk about the Green Goblin glider. Okay, or as I have it in my notes, the Squatty Potty Rocket (laughs) Scooter. (laughs) I want to own one of those. (laughs) Because the noise, the noise that that thing made, it's just like... Wasn't a great noise. Yeah. Yeah. And... It was re- and I know that this is like a four hundred dollar film from the nineteen nineties, and, and it was nineteen ninety two. It couldn't go online and just find sound effects. Yeah, I like I'm I'm getting all of that. I really am, but I'm watching this for the first time in two thousand twenty four. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm watching this guy just kind of like slowly move across the floor on this glider, and it's I'm I'm having a tough time having a suspension of disbelief. There were some decent shots with the glider, though, like because what they did was sometimes it was just on like a little trolley and someone was pushing or pulling. Sure. But then other times they actually made like a fulcrum, like a teeter totter. Yeah. And somebody was on the other side lifting and and like turning it so that you could actually like get shots of. Yeah. In the air in a way. And those were kind of cool. I guess for me, it was when he's like quote-unquote flying through the room. And he's doing real slow. And yeah. Blah, 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 and blah, blah, it's blah. very clear that he's just on the floor. Just and, <laughs> yeah, I watched, I watched you with around. Brinker. <laughs> yeah. I watched you with Brinker last night, and he was like, the problem that I had was that it looked like you could have walked past the goblin flying on his glider. <laughs> yeah, they tried to do this thing where they kept, they always kept something in front of the glider so you didn't see the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. The the problem is they didn't angle the camera or where they shot it. It didn't feel like it was. It didn't feel like the glider. It didn't was elevated. feel like it was yeah. gliding or elevated. Once again, I mean they're not professionals, right? Yeah, they are obviously a bunch of theater students trying to, you know, trying to make this thing work. It's a great attempt. It's a fun attempt. Yeah, I I think that the, the theater thing that that leads me to probably my favorite part about this. The MVP of this movie is the guy who plays the green goblin. Green goblin. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude. Hell yeah. You can tell he's a stage actor. Yeah. And he genuinely, there are, uh, he overacts a couple times. Like when he's ransacking the house and Harry's not there. Yeah. He's like, 
Harry, my son, where are you? <laughs> there's there's a lot of people walking through empty rooms shouting for people in this movie. <laughs> yes, especially Norman Osborn. Yeah. Norman Osborn does it. Gwen Stacy does it. Yeah, that's Dude, right. Also, the kind of the funny thing is, uh, so you have Norman Osborn, mm-hmm. the, the father of Harry Osborn, who looks the same age as Peter Parker. Because he was. Okay. Yeah, they, you could tell. They were both like 22. And then yeah. you have Harry, Norman's son, who looks older than Norman. <laughs> He's got like a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally am with you on that guy being the MVP. Yeah. As far as acting goes, because... Okay, so his there, laugh is incredible. His yeah. laugh was like honestly, he did a good job of being the Green Goblin, like yeah. full on psycho Green Goblin. And I really appreciated when he first kind of falls back into being the Goblin. In like in the middle of a sentence, there is a Gollum to Smeagol change where you hear the voice change. Like he's in the middle of a sentence, and then the Goblin takes over, and and the voice is different. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, like that's an attention to detail. Yeah. Can I tell you guys though? Like I. Did not think this was good, but I loved it. And I think that it's because I'm a little bit older than you guys. And I was one of the people doing shit like this with a with a camcorder. And I think watching it, I was taken back to that. And I was like, oh, fuck, that was cool. Because I was of the mindset of like, if I made this, I'd be so happy with this shit. Like back in that time. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of conflicted with this. Whereas like, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. But I love the DIY spirit of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of love it in a lot of ways. But then if I look at it technically, I hate it. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I mean, of course, you have, like, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I look at it from the perspective of, like you said, if I made this, like, it, it's an it, accomplishment. It's beautiful. It's, it's awesome. It's, there's so much. <laughs> like I, I don't know. There's so many like little tricks that are kind of obvious, but it's like, how difficult would that have been to pull off in the early '90s? Yeah. You have to take that into account. There's so much to take into account with this. It like the horrible ADR that they do, <laughs> especially in the beginning when uh, Peter and Gwen are at the the restaurant. That was not a great scene. Really bad ADR. Like, really obvious and bad ADR. But it's cool that they they had the foresight to do this, do that, where they're like, this doesn't sound great. Let's go in and voice over our parts. Yeah. It's done very poorly, but it was also done on a $400 budget. (laughs) I I don't know. It's just, I'm so conflicted with this. (laughs) It's, I think it's because there is a charm there. Like there is a charm. Yeah. And so you feel like you feel bad about saying like this sucks because someone put a like these guys put a lot of work and effort yeah. into making yeah. this. And I think that's why I appreciate it a lot. And when I watched it, I came away like that was way better than it deser- had any right to be. Sure. Like, to me, like I think I went in with such low expectations. I 100% get that because I, I did the same thing, except not with stuff like this. I made skate videos because I was right. a skateboarder. So I was like, I would watch professional skate videos and I'd be like, me and my friends are going to do this. And we'd film us trying to do like, <laughs> like kick flips like, off a curb. Like doing the old Rodney Mullen videos. Yeah, and, and nice. the way we would edit is when we didn't make the trick, we would just rewind over the other <laughs> one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yep. <laughs> So I, I also get that nostalgia part of it. You know what this reminded me of a lot was actually the old 1970s live action TV series of Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. It it really gave me those vibes. Um, and I remember. So when I was a, a little kid, um, I remember that TV show pissing me off so much <laughs> why because nothing to do with that tv show well kind of i we would go so the movie rental place where that was close to us was a place called premiere video um they probably got out bid by blockbuster but that place had a little section you would go in and that there was a little section that was like the kids section where they, like, all the cartoon movies were um and they had these vhs things with like pictures of that 1970s Spider-Man show. Mm-hmm. 
And I have very vivid memories of me grabbing one of them because I'm like, live action Spider-Man. Because all I had seen were like the really old classic Spider-Man cartoons. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to watch this live action Spider-Man cartoon. And I'm showing it to my dad. And he goes, Micah, that's just for the cover. It's the cartoon. And I'm like, no, but he's on the cover. And my dad's like, yeah, but it's the cartoon. I don't think I could read at the time. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so my parents were always like, yeah, okay, we'll go ahead and get it. But if it's the cartoon, you can't be disappointed. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not the cartoon. Let's get it. <laughs> it was always the cartoon. Like five times. So they used the, the TV, the live action TV show for the covers of cartoon VHSs? Yes. That's a dick move. Right? Like, little kid me was confused and angry the entire time. And then I'd get over it because it's the Spider-Man cartoon. And I'm like, this is fine. I it's like still this. still good. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm not thrilled about this YouTube video. Just <laughs> <laughs> harkens back to me getting swindled. In the <laughs> 1990s. <laughs> you are, that's so funny. Oh, my God. You, Dude, it, go ahead. Can we talk about how hot Gwen is, though? Yeah, you think? I liked, I liked the actress who played Gwen. I don't think she could act very well. But, <laughs> uh, but I, I thought I thought she was uh, I thought she was a a beautiful woman and a great choice for Gwen Stacy. I concur that she was an attractive lady. I thought she was a terrible choice for Gwen Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of this movie again? Spider-Man and the Green Goblin Returns? <laughs> <laughs> the Green Goblin Strikes Back. The Green... That's not it, Thor. I, it's the Green Goblin... Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, the Green yes. Goblin. That's it. The Green Goblin Forever. The Green Goblin Forever. <laughs> <laughs> No, the what? Green Goblin begins. The Green, okay, yeah. The, the, the Green Green Goblin's last stand. The, the Green, okay. Goblin's, green last stand. goblins. The Green Goblins. So interesting. I, I assume you're IMDBing it right now. I'm gonna so try. This guy Dan Poole, I saw because I, I I was just curious about Dan Poole specifically, and I looked on IMDB. He also made another Spider-Man movie before this one. Yeah, with Bullseye. I would like to see. <laughs> Yeah, Zach did mention that at the beginning of the show. Yeah, but that's okay. oh shit, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say anything. I, I thought that that's what you you were like. Yeah, with bullseye, like oh, no. I said. <laughs> no, I was just rolling with it. Okay. I was just rolling with it. <laughs> Zach was just going to let it be a little joke for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Here's yeah. Micah putting a spotlight well, on it. That's because that's what I thought you were doing. <laughs> um, well, so, that's what you should have done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Allison Adams played Gwen Stacy. Let's see if she has an IMDb page. I I I don't know. I have like a no. It's a bunch of Baltimore trash. They don't have IMDb's aside from Dan Poole. <laughs> wow. They could. I thought that. I thought that. Uh, I don't know. I have this. It's it's the fanboy in me. Like I have a certain image of like Gwen, and I have a certain image of MJ, and like she didn't hit that image for me. Okay. Like Emma Stone, I was okay with. Even Emma Stone, though, I was like, eh, but okay. Like <laughs> as far as her being Gwen Stacy. So who, this girl doesn't even come close to measuring up. Then no. Okay. Who would be That's a good fair. Gwen Stacy? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, actually, you know, uh, who was going to be if you dyed her blonde? Never. No. Okay. <laughs> you know I, who, I'm just throwing stuff out. I'm not super familiar with the character. A Gwen young Stacey Reese Witherspoon was intended to be played in the Raimi films. And I think she did for like one scene by Bryce Dallas Howard. And I think she is like a good fit for what I see as Gwen Ooh, Stacy. What about this? Are you ready for this? Kirsten Dunst. How? Hey, you know, eh? She plays both. Well, but I'm not saying that she plays MJ too. But a like, real I, I feel like situation. <laughs> I feel like she might actually be a good pick for Gwen Stacy. I could see that too. Yeah, yeah. But like, do you know who Bryce Dallas did, Howard is? Yeah. Did yeah. Uh, Gwen Stacy have a hot body but a weird face? No. Okay. <laughs> then I don't think Kirsten Bryce, would be a good Bryce, pick. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard is the daughter of that really shitty director, that guy that you guys love so much. Yeah, Ron Howard. Who did that great How, movie and then that terrible movie? Yeah. How many Howards are there? 
there's I probably know, a lot I know more. Ron Howard and Clint Howard. And now you know Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Pull up a picture. Let me uh, see. She you. was in the second Jurassic Park trilogy. She's the main female lead. Yeah, the redhead. The really awful person in that. It's like oh, the worst person in that entire series. Is it with a Y? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, she's a woman named Bryce? She's a She is a woman named Bryce. Fucking Hollywood. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Here you go, Thor. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Gotcha. Her. Yep. Yeah, it's Ron Howard's daughter. Makes sense. Yeah. Doesn't she look like the daughter of somebody who would do an awful Star Wars film? (laughs) (laughs) And here is her as Gwen Stacy in the Sam Raimi movie. So, like, that's kind of, like, that's kind of the the Gwen Stacy vibe that I I get. Okay. Aren't we, isn't it fun when you do audio podcasts and and the hosts are just doing visual things? Listen, (laughs) listen, you, you know what? I won't be abusive to you. Audience, you have, gonna... you have Google on your phone. Look up Bryce Dallas Howard and then look up Bryce Dallas Howard as Gwen Stacy. There you go. Oh, you're going to be nice to the audience, unlike on my show when you were mean to Mary Jane Watson <laughs> relentlessly. <laughs> that wasn't being mean to the audience. No, no, but, no but, Mary Jane Watson listens to the comics that yeah. we love. Yeah, friend of the show, Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> She's a trash pig, I don't care. <laughs> She's a trash pig! <laughs> Anywho. Uh, there were things that I enjoyed about this. Because with, with a budget of $400, yeah. you obviously have to be creative. You're calling mm-hmm. in a lot of favors. Yep. Right? One, one of the big things, remember I said earlier about uh, aquarium coupons, Dan Poole worked at the Baltimore Aquarium. Being part of the workforce meant that you get free passes, and he bartered with people about everything to, huh. to get use of uh, get use of a big house that could be the Osborne's house. Get use of different things. He would just be like, "Here's some free coupons to the Baltimore." Oh, Aquarium. that makes sense. Okay, so remember, I told you I watched the credits mm-hmm. yeah. because I was so fascinated. Like, how did this movie get made? Yeah, and you get that kind of in the credits. One of the people the special thanks to is the Baltimore Aquarium. And I was wondering why, because I was like, I saw that and I was like, oh, I don't recall seeing that. Because he thanks like the restaurant where the scene was filmed. Sure. He thanks the house that is the Osborne house. You know, he (laughs) thanks like multiple different businesses or people who let him into their homes. Right. And he thanked the Baltimore Aquarium, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't recall a scene with the aquarium. For giving me all these coupons that I can yeah, give yeah, to that people. That makes so much sense. He's he just was, illuminated so yeah. much for me. He was that, that was his job, and he also got free coupons that helped him make his movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think that Gwen, the, the actress who played Gwen Stacy was very good in this, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to be critical of anybody's acting skills in this film. I don't think you can be. Yeah, truly. it's kind of, like, yeah. Like... No, the point I was making was she's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping it back around. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't criticizing her acting. Right. Pretty hot. Yeah. I <laughs> I am pretty amazed, though, that this guy did the stunts that he did. They were pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, to just like swing around the corner of a building. Hang off the side of a building to get a good shot. Yeah. Car surfing. Car surfing. Yeah. And like the one scene, like the very intro when he's, uh, you know, stopping the classic Spider-Man where he's stopping the bad guys in the car mm-hmm. and he's hanging on the roof of the car. Like they come around, they corner. It's not like he's just on the roof of a car driving. Yeah. They take a corner pretty aggressively with him on top of it. Yeah. Like once again, yeah, he genuinely could have been hurt. Like, seriously hurt doing that. And there were moments where he wanted to do a stunt, and it took one of the other guys, like one of his friends, stepping in and being like, you can't drop 40 feet from the roof with three blankets underneath you. We need to make a better fall pit. (laughs) (laughs) And they would, like, stop and help him, like, make a better thing so that he could drop from the ceiling and get a good shot without breaking his legs. Sheesh. Very funny. Yes. That's wild. You got, I mean, you got to like, you have to acknowledge and respect the commitment that, that they had to make this. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. Well, like, cause especially because nowadays when you watch fan films, 
those fan films sometimes are better than fucking Hollywood productions. There is a there is a Spider-Man fan film that is like blowing up called um Spider-Man, I think it's just Spider-Man Lotus. Yeah. And if you watch it, like you can still tell like it's a it's not a full Hollywood production, but holy shit, like the things you can do now on your laptop as yeah. far as editing and effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think there's something lost in that as far as fan films, quote unquote, go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now that like high quality technology is available to yeah. the masses. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's something lost in that. And if I think I feel the same way about this that I do about watching like old B movies, not like modern B movies that are purposely trying to be stupid and bad. Yeah. But old B movies where it's just like this. There was a limited budget. You were trying to make the best movie that you could on like the budget that you had and with the knowledge that you had. And yes, when I watch it, it's dumb and I get a chuckle out of how bad it is. Not this, but like B movies. But in a way there is also this charm and this respect that you have. Cause you're like, yeah, this is bad, but they're trying real hard. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that makes me think of Rick and Morty. Oh, but he's trying. Ooh, he's, oh, trying. he's trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at pictures of the suit of this Spider-Man Lotus. It's, this suit is pretty legit. Yeah, right. It's pretty legit. Hold on, Thor. Um, so yeah, or like anything by Bat in the Sun. Like, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I think also, I think he made. I think there's a really smart choice in this movie that he decided to go with this Green Goblin story. Yeah, because think of some of the other Spider-Man villains, Doctor Octopus. You're gonna mm-hmm. have a crazy suit with a bunch of weird. Arms, uh, yeah, the tentacles. weird arms. It's not going to look the lizard, uh, the Sandman, uh, Venom, Venom, the Vulture. All these things that are kind of, I think, a really would be really difficult to do. So I think it's a really smart choice to go with the Green Goblin, who I think is the most interesting thing about him is the mental illness of Norman Osborn. Sure. So you get. Like most of the movie, he is Norman Osborn. Yeah. I think that's like the really interesting thing about that character. So I think it's a smart choice to go with that where you have a very limited budget. You're doing what you can to create these outfits and sets and and uh, things like that. So they pick a character that you can really focus on when they're not in this crazy costume. Mm -hmm. And and they focus on the time period where... Uh, you know, he's dealing with the amnesia and he slowly is coming back to being the Green Goblin again. So you get more of just Norman Osborn and the human element of what is the Green Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. So really, really uh, smart decision, I think. So Micah right now is showing me a, a bunch of pictures of this Spider-Man from Spider-Man Lotus. Yeah. The Lotus Strikes Back. Yeah. The this, Lotus Strikes the Back. Lotus, yeah, the Lotus Returns. It's, it, it is a... It does look legit. It is a solid suit. Yeah. Like, and some of these shots are just, just wild. Uh, they, it's like 90% Hollywood quality See, that, suit. It's that's pretty amazing. Saying. Like, and yeah. calling that a fan film, it's hard for me. It's literally only a fan film because they don't have the actual rights to do it. Like, it doesn't feel fan to me. Sure. Yeah. Like fan being... Somebody who's fully outside of the industry of filmmaking. It's it's a weird thing because also I don't want to take credit away from these people because I'm sure that they are also like really big lovers of Spider-Man and this sure. is passion for them. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe it's because of the era that I come from, you know, like the 90s where, where you know, when I think of fan film, I think of something like we watched <laughs> yeah, for this a show. A shitty VHS yeah. film yeah. with bad ADR and actors who really aren't very good yeah well it's just amazing at how much technology has come so so that we can oh, sure. do that i mean well, look at what we're fucking doing right now like we're having a multi-line recording into a computer system so that we can put it on the world and put it on the world yep, yeah just the world <laughs> like, it's pretty amazing um <clears throat> i kind of wish there was more harry osborne in this wasn't a lot of harry no um Harry wasn't super dude, important in that actual story dude, at that Poole, point. Though. Yeah, yeah, Dan Poole, this is a cool thing that he did, but he's kind of, he, he's the worst of them all. 
He's the worst I, I think of them he's all. a shitty Spider-Man. I think he's a shitty actor. I think he was a great I, Spider-Man. I think he, okay, that that's fair. He he kind of has the look of Spider-Man. And he kind of looks just, like Tom Holland. I just think of uh, all the actors, I feel like he was the worst. He did the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he had the most passion out of all of them. I don't Gwen Stacy was pretty bad. She was the worst. She was yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I really enjoyed the, when she's like lurking around Peter's dark room. And when we know that it's Peter's dark room because there's just a sign <laughs> that, that says, says Peter's, Peter's dark room. Dark room. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that she walks in and just by the fact that he's not there, she gets real sad. Like the reason he's not there is because he's mad at her. And she's like, I love you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, like, well, that's not going to make him be here. I'm Maybe sorry. he went to get dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I stormed away. Have you ever read the comic that this is based on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how accurate. Or, or like, how true to that is it? The f- hmm. the <laughs> feel is right. How many empty rooms did people well, walk so through? Many shouting? Well, because because I'm assuming he probably tried to reshoot like uh, panels of the comic. Uh, yes. Like I, I didn't like consider panel by panel. Okay, but I mean, like the feel and the and like what he was going for felt right. Uh, you, there was no way he was going to be able to redo that, that epic and, and, uh, iconic scene where Gwen dies Mm -hmm. because that scene takes place on the top of the Brooklyn bridge Okay, where, where Goblin is like, you got a choice. Here's Mm -hmm. a, here's a bunch of people that are going to die or you can save her because they do it in the Sam Raimi movie, but they use Mary Jane. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the scene where he drops both and Spidey's like, I can do both and accidentally snaps her neck in the process. So there was no way they could do that for his film. So that had to be changed. That whole sequence was different. Okay. But I mean, like the feel of it was right. Like weirdly enough, I still felt a little pang at the death of Gwen Stacy. Sure. And maybe that's just the Spidey kid in me. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, cause he's, <laughs> I, I don't I I did a little bit, but I also kind of had to chuckle because he's just pulling her up and he's like, I knew I could save you. I got my spider powers. These spider powers have always been good for something. I do kind of love his arrogance in that of like, I got you. You're cool. Aren't I the best? And he's like, what's wrong, Mary Jane? What's wrong? And then he like lifts her, her wrist up. And then just drops her wrist. I'm like, oh, she's dead. And they totally <laughs> did pale makeup on her, too. So it's like, oh, dude, she ain't alive. So <laughs> yeah. I do feel bad for for her in this scenario, too, because she's, like, looming around Peter Parker's dark room. The Green Goblin just shows up, puts her to sleep with some weird powder, and that's it. <laughs> That's She's a, done. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That she never wakes dead. up. Dude, yeah. his stupid goblin bombs, the stupid little pumpkin bombs, oh, man, had me laughing it. so. Were they like stuffed pumpkins? Yes. They looked like little oh, plush, just little plush pumpkins. Little plush yeah. pumpkins. Yeah. Dude, so my biggest thing about we talked about possibly watching this film together. And I don't even know if film is the right word, but we <laughs> talked about watching this together. I, think, I really wish we would have. I think it would have added a lot more to it. This is Another one of those things, which oftentimes we do with you, Zach, I feel like something that is best enjoyed with a group of friends because you can yeah. laugh at kind of the absurdity of it where that's that's the part I'm conflicted is it just really wasn't fun to watch. But it might have been with each other. Yeah, because yeah, we could have laughed about yeah. the silliness. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I enjoyed it more because I watched it with Brinker yeah. and we were commenting the whole time. Yeah, that's Makes true. Be- so. And maybe that's part of the disconnect on it for me, because I don't feel like this film was trying to be humorous. No. But there were things that I couldn't help but chuckle at Mm -hmm. just based on the quality of the film. Mm -hmm. And so for me, if the film, regardless of what the content is, is self-aware about how silly it is and it's bad, but it kind of knows that it's bad, then that makes me enjoy it more. But if it's taking itself seriously and I can't take it seriously, mm-hmm. it hinders the quality of, of the viewing for me. Gotcha. Again, though, like I know that we're watching it in 2024, but they didn't make this thinking people in 2024 are going to be wowed by this. Imagine that, in 1992, you yeah. see this. No, say what you will about this. So I took note that. The views on this, it's free on YouTube. The views were over 150,000. This has a really like crazy cult following. I was looking through the comments. Yeah. Yeah. So and 
a lot of people were like, came here from Twitter. When we watch super fights mm-hmm. free on YouTube, it was less than a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, super so, fights is not trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm just saying, like, I think that speaks for there is something about this that people are coming to. Like, for what it is that it's a fan-made movie from 1992 and it has that many views, which isn't like a ton, but for what it is, I feel like it's a lot. For like 20, what how was it, almost 30 years yeah. after the fact? Mm-hmm. 32? And yeah. Like, I think another thing, because uh, it did have kind of a cult rising on like comic con scenes. Sure. And I think that that is because... From everything that I heard on the documentary, the people that worked with Dan on this felt his passion and that infected them and made them want to make this as good as they could, too. And I feel like that comes through enough that if you're like a group of people and you're getting together and you watch this, you feel that. And and even if you're sitting there chuckling at it and stuff like there is still like. There's something about like that group mentality of it, like it, it kind of infects the group. Sure, does that make sense? Yeah. Is it is it kind of akin to like your little child does crayon colored <laughs> artwork, and you're like, oh, like this is you know good job, and it's not like good, but you know it's it's good for them, and. And you can appreciate the effort, and it's endearing. Yeah, it's like, oh, you got the leaves right. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. Like, like, I don't mean that in a negative way towards the film. It's a legitimate, like, you can understand that this, the passion in this helps you appreciate what it is, regardless of the quality of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah. Or, like, for instance, like, me and my friends, when we were teenagers, did backyard wrestling. But we weren't just like light tube idiots, like smashing each other's with, you know, glass and things like that. We were people who tr- learned how to do the moves and tried to do the, like do a good job. Sure. But it was still us in a backyard. Mm-hmm. But when we watched the videos back and when other people came to watch us, they were infected by how much we effort we were putting in. Sure. And you could hear the crowd enjoying it, yeah. watching us. And when we would watch the videos back together, we were all really proud of what we did because mm-hmm. we knew what we put into it. Yeah. And I think that that's a part of it. It's yeah. a similar For thing. sure, yeah. Yeah, this is, um, this is, I mean, I, I think we're at, we're at rating time uh, now. We're, we're at about that time. So, sure. uh, Zach, you brought this to us. Where? How are we going to rate this thing? Uh, we are going to rate it one out of 20 possible goblin titles. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'll go first. I'm right down the center. I'm at 10 because I didn't enjoy watching it, but I also really enjoyed the thing itself. I, 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 I love what this is. I love what it is. I don't care to ever like watch it again mm-hmm. it's obviously i think it's just objectively bad from a technical perspective <laughs> sure that's to no fault of the people who made it because they clearly tried so hard so once again very so conflicted far. so i'm just going right down the middle where it's like nice this is very cool it's very bad but it's very cool <laughs> yeah it almost makes me want it to like hit the room level of fame. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, like that. I feel like you would deserve it more than the, <laughs> the room. <laughs> the, the room is real bad, but the room does have better cinematography than this film. Lots of more money. Lots, so yes, much more money. So much more money. Um, you know, Thor. You said ten. I think ten's a good spot. That's probably where I'm at too. Maybe. Maybe eleven, maybe maybe nine, but I'm gonna go with ten. I, I think that's a good because because I do appreciate what they were doing, and it's it's a thing where I was rooting for the film. Like yes, I was rooting <laughs> yeah, for that it. Makes sense. Yeah, it was it was an underdog. That film ver- versus my uh, expectation of what a Spider-Man film should or could be, and and I'm I'm trying to trying to allow myself to like it 
Like I, I wanted to allow <laughs> myself to like. It. Yeah, I think honestly it could be higher if you watch. This is one of those watch it with a group of friends. Sure. Have some drinks, laugh about how silly it is. Yeah. And I think that rating, I think that number is higher. Yeah. Certainly for me, I would say I would much rather watch this. I w- actually, I lied. I would watch this again with a group of friends to be like, you got to see this. You got to see this crazy movie. Like, to yeah. watch them watch it. And, yeah. to, and to be clear, not to make fun of the film. Like that's, that's not why I would rewatch it. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that this, I don't know. It's, it's, it's endearing. It's heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It's not great, but it. I can appreciate all of the effort behind it. Sure. And while I chuckle at it, I'm not like, look at this bullshit film that this guy. Yeah. You yeah. Know. It's not nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just am taking it for what it is. It's a VHS cam movie from the early nineties <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. with some crazy stunts. Yeah. Cause there were, there were moments where I looked over Brinker and I was like, Oh, that was actually pretty cool. The way they did yeah. that, you know? Yeah. There, there were some really neat things. And I had to chuckle again. I was looking through the, the comments and people were just like, the balls on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. To just like just swing. swing on a roof. He's yeah. literally just holding on by the strength of his hands. Yeah. Swinging on a Baltimore fucking roof. And, and yeah. also, even though I made fun of the stupid pumpkins, like there's also a lot of attention into the, um, like all the props. Yes. All the props of this are... Once you can tell it's kind of cheesy and that it's homemade, you can tell that it's not really a web. It's a rope made to look like a web. But somebody made that. Like, all of this is, like, handmade. There's so much effort put into this. Mm -hmm. And, like, the webbing uh, was they had to shoot it. Because he had like a um, like a pressure washer almost. Okay. That was like just slid up his wrist, and it was like a concoction of milk and something else to look like the liquid web coming out. Of oh, this thing. okay. That was one of the instances where I was like, "Oh, that was that's actually pretty cool. That yeah. looked pretty good. That's very neat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it a ten also because yeah. because of everything that I've said here. It's charming to me. It harkens me back to like that era of making fun movies with my friends and. I was I was impressed with what a 20 something with zero money could do in the 1990s to make a fucking Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool, admittedly. Like, yeah, it, if you take into account that a dirtbag from Baltimore made this, <laughs> 20 out of 20, you know. <laughs> dirtbag. Dude, I hate Baltimore so much like <laughs> genuinely <laughs> Oh, genuinely good for you, Dan Poole. You live in a trash city. (laughs) (laughs) But Baltimore, please listen to our podcast. Yeah. Unless. I mean, you know, you know where you live. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're aware. Um, You've you've been to the harbor. Um, Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, 10 out of 10 across the board. 10 out of 20. 10 out of 20. Very different score. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> <laughs> Ten out of twenty across the board. Um, it, have you seen this film? If not, you can find it on YouTube. Um, it's available for free, and you know maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't like it. It's Fifty minutes of your day. Yeah, it's fifty. You can put it on while you vacuum, and you just can't hear any. Yeah, of it, but. <laughs> <laughs> it just it'll it'll hum out the uh, the low dull drum of the VHS sound that's oh, on yeah. that's on the tape. Yeah, that goes through the entire thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it was it was a fun experience to watch. Um, so yeah, let us know what you think. Find us on any social media that you want. We are going to be on some of them though. We're going to be on Instagram. We're going to be on. Facebook. 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 We're going to be... Thanks, Zach. We're going to be on <laughs> Threads. We'll be on J-Date. We'll be on Rumble and Omegle. And um, what's what's another good one? Mastodon. Ma- that, yeah. That's that, another what? Twitter wannabe. Oh, okay. All right. You can find us on... Uh, Crumble. Crumble and Chat Roulette. But mostly the first three. Yeah, mainly the... Don't Wait, go- Crumble's cookies. What was the thing you said earlier? The, the fake YouTube... Oh, uh, rumble, rumble, rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Not crumble. Rumble. Those are just good cookies. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, anyway, anyway, um, next week we will do hackers. I promise. All right. Unless somebody else comes to us with a video from the nineties, we're going to do hackers, but we just, we had to slot this in. Yeah. Michelle, I do apologize. We said we were going to do hackers and then I realized, oh no, 
we got our schedules mixed up. I so, don't apologize, so, Michelle. Go watch the Green Goblin's Last Stand. <laughs> you know what? Put it on while you're making some shirts. You might like it. It might maybe, you know what? Make a green and purple tie-dye shirt and uh, listen to the Green Goblin. Ooh, put a picture of a jack-o'-lantern right in the middle of it. Tie-dye oh, a white shirt around it. Yeah. I'd buy that from you. Yeah, and, and put the title of the movie, Spider-Man, Return of the Goblin. Yeah. Return yeah. of the <laughs> Goblin's Force Awakened. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but Goblin One. Yeah, next week we're reviewing the movie Hackers. Mike and I have both seen it at some point, but I it's been a long time. Love Hackers, and uh, yeah, Michelle wanted to hear us discuss it, and I'm curious to watch it again. Yeah, so um, you can send us an email at getrecpod at gmail Thor, I'm gonna let you spell that because that's G I T R E C D P O D at gmail All right, so. Until next time, folks. As always. You get wrecked out there. Stay right away. We do this Wait, every time. What Zach, happened? thank you for coming on the show. Oh, yeah, oh. Zach. Zach, so, thanks. <laughs> Tell the people about your wares. Uh, I do the comics that we love, which is the other part of this duology of spidery things. And the comics that we love is a show where I sit down with a guest each week and talk about the comics that they enjoy that made them a fan of comics or, or, you know, or solidified their love of comics. I also do episodes where I just read a whole shitload of books and I tell you about what was good that week. Last month, I read 116 comic book issues and 23 different series because it was the New Year's comic spree where I was catching up with the books I missed in 2023. It was fun. That's so much. It was a lot. them all right now. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Go over to the comics that we love. It's um, much more refined than than us here. (laughs) So Thor's still going to call people trash and skanks, though. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you can take me out of this podcast. You can't take this podcast out of me. (laughs) And Instagram is my main place as far as socials. Other than that, just any any podcatcher. I'm there. All right. Um, Until, no, wait, we already did it. We're leaving. Bye. See ya. Get thwipped. That was a Spider-Man reference. (laughs) I I got you. (laughs)